Hello, welcome, and dobrodošli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charney, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. For this episode, I visited the Logar Valley to attend an international conference on transformational travel. What is transformational travel, and how is Slovenia, as a beacon of sustainable tourism, an ideal place to discuss the topic? Keep on listening to find out. The view from the main balcony of Hotel Plesnik in Slovenia's Alpine Logar Valley is a desktop photo waiting to happen. The sheer cliffs of the Kamnik Savinia Alps range muscle up out of the green fields of grass, and since it's autumn, a thick brush stroke of forest foliage dappled red, orange, and yellow. I'm here to attend Transcend 2022, a conference of more than 100 renowned international journalists, tour operators, travel agencies, and travel experts to talk about sustainable, responsible tourism. The conference is organized by the Transformational Travel Council, or TTC, an America-based group of specialists on experience-based travel. Co-founder Jake Halpert describes transformational travel as intentionally traveling to stretch and grow, to work towards a new version of yourself. I know just what he means. I lived in Paris on a study abroad program through my boarding school when I was 16, and it transformed me. I realized that I wanted to live in Europe to study art history. It helped me mature and feel independent that I was able to survive and even thrive in a big city, in a foreign language, away from home. Travel can be transformational. For their first conference outside of the United States, they chose Slovenia. Why Slovenia? It's one of the world's most sustainable countries, thanks to the success of the green scheme of Slovenian tourism. This program provides a comprehensive framework for the sustainable management of destinations. Regularly updated since its establishment in 2015, the Green Scheme is nationally organized and it gives out certificates to destinations that practice tourism sustainably and with long-term goals and the environment in mind. I spoke with many of the key presenters at the conference, as well as international journalists, to find out what transformational travel is all about. Hailing from Washington State, Hanner Colton is the Chief Operating Officer of the TTC. So, Tanner, thanks so much for speaking with us. Can you briefly explain your story and the reason you joined the TTC? Oh, gosh. What a question. Um, so, I'm 38. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington in the United States, and I grew up in a in a really small rural town in the Northwest. Um, and my first experience with, with travel was as a teenager. Um, I, I lived in this really small town, kind of, you know, uh, very rural and very sort of closed in. And I had a chance when I was 14 to go to Scandinavia to play basketball, uh, with a, with a traveling team. And so the first time I had ever left Washington and I flew across the world to this strange place that I didn't know anything about. Um, and we traveled around Scandinavia on train and every day we would ride the train, we would get off the train, we would play a game against the local team sleep in the gym, back on the train, back to the next town. Um, and in that time, it was about a three or four week trip. Um, I got to see a whole different way of living, different cultures, different life, different people, languages, food. 
um, all these amazing things. And it really changed my life. Um, it was the first time in my life I had felt like I belonged to something. Yeah. I didn't feel like I belonged where I was living. I felt like at that point I belonged to something bigger, which was this idea of travel, or this idea of uh, the expansion of what's possible. Um, so that's kind of what started my journey. Um, and it's been a long winding journey <laughs> to where I am now. Um, I've had many careers and many jobs and all sorts of different things. Um, but I find myself for the first time in my, in my short time here doing work that I love and that I feel passionately about. And not just that, that I feel that it matters and that it's making a difference in the world. Yeah. So tell me about the Transformational Travel Council and how you came to it. Yeah. So, um, gosh, let's see. This was probably six or seven years ago now. Um, my wife, Glenna, and I also run a small travel company. And we were giving a presentation in a town in, in the Northwest in Seattle. And we were talking about our trips and our approach to what we do. And uh, a guy named Kurt Katai was there. And Kurt Katai is on the board of the TTC. It's one of our elders. Um, and he came running up to us after the presentation and said, you have to meet my friend Jake. He's doing this cool thing. They're talking about transformational travel. And we said, what is transformational travel? And apparently we were doing it, but we didn't know. Um, so I met Jake for the first time, but didn't really start um, building the, the relationship with the TTC for some years after that. Um, but in uh, 2018, started kind of um, helping Jake build and conceptualize and do some things. And then 2019 came on full-time as the chief operating officer at the TTC. So, so what is transformational travel? Well, how long a time do we have here? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, to me, transformational travel is about connection, uh, and it's about what does connection do for us? Connection, to me, leads to positive change. And this is where people always accuse me of being you know, hyperbolic or whatever, but this is why I believe that travel can change the world. Because through transformational travel and deepening our connections to ourselves and to others and to, and to the larger world, it changes the way we live. It changes the way we choose to live, how we interact with other people, you know, simple things like where do I get my food from? Or like, where do I ride my bike instead of driving my car? Like, these are profound choices that I believe tool uh, travel as a tool to help us make those different choices. And that's to me is transformation. That was a great short answer. Okay. You, you got this down pat. So, <laughs> I've done it a few times. <laughs> is this your first time in Slovenia? Uh, what impressed you most or what places did you visit? Yeah, this is my first time in Slovenia. And I, I just, I'm telling everybody here at Transcend, I just feel so at home here. You know, I come from the northwest of the United States and the mountains. And like, you know, I just feel so like held in this space. You know, it just feels so good. Um, we started out in Ljubljana in the city, beautiful city. Got to tour around and had a really nice time in the in the downtown and visited some historic properties and all sorts of things and it was a, a great time and then um, came from Ljubljana here to Logar Valley and been here for a few days and yeah like I said I just feel so at home here not only the nature and all of those things but the people here are just so warm and so kind and and been so welcoming and I just feel it really deeply. I felt it so much that I wound up moving here full time. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be the next one. I'll follow you. Um, if you were to explain the concept of Transcend 2022 to someone who doesn't know anything about the field, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, well, we really want Transcend 22 and, and all of our events to be different. 
You know, we don't want this to be your typical networking professional conference, right? We're here, uh, but it's much more than just learning or networking or engaging or experiencing. It's about feeling. You know, we want people to walk away from Transcend, not just hearing about what transformation is, but to walk away transformed themselves so that then they can go out and do their work from a different perspective. Um, so my feeling of Transcend 22 is about how can we give people the experience that we talk about? Can we walk the walk, as they say? Um, and, and it's really also about the, the what I mentioned before of connections, right? Connecting to each other as a community. We've been uh, separated for years now from the pandemic. And so coming back together and healing, connecting as a community, and really transforming the way that we do our work. And, and ho I hope that folks walk away from this event with that. Your lecture was on transformation by design. Yeah. Can you give us a, a short version of what, <laughs> what you meant by that? Yeah, uh, short is good. Yeah, I, I was telling the folks in the session that we do a 14-week course all around this idea. So 14 weeks to 90 minutes to 30 seconds, I'll try. Um, but transformation by design is all about what can I do as an experienced creator mm -hmm. to create the vessel for transformation? So what are the pieces and parts and ways of designing an experience that can give someone the best chance of having a transformational experience. Um, we also talk a lot about that transformation is reciprocal, that a transformational experience can't be given or done to someone. We can't sell someone the idea of transformation. It's a relationship that a traveler has to engage. So how can we prepare them for that? How can we um, give them the tools to go into an experience with an open mind so that they can experience those things and, and have the chance to have transformational experiences, right? So that's the basis of the of the idea. This was great, Tanner. Thanks so much for taking time Absolutely. to speak with us. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much. Jake Halpert is co-founder and CEO of the TTC, the Transformational Travel Council. We chatted shortly after his presentation which was held outdoors against the spectacular backdrop of the sheer cliffs of the Kamnik Savinia Alps range. Transformational Travel Council was born out of uh, an idea that travel can be beneficial and impactful for all uh, it, when done more mindfully, with, with more integrity uh, and, uh, uh, and more personally, right? So the positive impact of travel you know, it, it can it can leave travelers with an opportunity to identify new ways of being, new ways of engaging the world, uh, and at the same time, impact people and communities that they visit in a meaningful way by, uh, you know, bringing in a sense of, of kindness and appreciation and honoring that they're guests uh, in, in their community, right? And so this creates a travel dynamic that, uh, you know, that the Transformational Travel Council is trying to achieve. Uh, by bringing different education workshops and trainings through our global community, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that does, uh, provide frameworks, principles and practices for the industry to follow, uh, that, that has a positive impact, uh, and creates positive change for all. Did you have a, a transformational moment when this idea came to you and when you shifted your view of what travel can be, or was it more of a slow development for you? Uh, you know, it was, it, it was both. It was a, it was a slow development, meaning that, uh, um, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to travel a lot as a, as a child. Uh, you know, my, my family, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, we, we did a lot of camping and outdoor exploration and, uh, and, uh, you know, so 
one thing that I did have growing up was a mother that, uh, you know, was really focused on personal growth and personal development. Uh, and she, uh, her journeys took her within, mm-hmm. right? Her journeys were uh, opportunities to, to stretch, learn and grow, uh, you know, by going within herself. So, you know, I grew up in an environment where that was just second nature, right? She really took me under her wing and, and, and introduced me, introduced me to the inner world. Uh, years later, you know, after uh, starting my first travel company, I started recognizing that maybe travel wasn't honoring the opportunity that the the inner journey brings mm-hmm. to to our travel experiences. And so, uh, you know, I was actually uh, with a group of friends. Uh, th- you know, going back to your question about that specific transform moment, uh, and we decided to climb Kilimanjaro together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I started playing around with the ideas of like intention setting and being more present and being more aware. Right. And so, you know, asking the, asking the group to, uh, also adopt different practices and have conversations about like, why were we here? What were we seeking? What sort of outcomes did we want to get? Uh, and so this, this, uh, provided lots of opportunity for really deep and meaningful conversations on the way up to Kilimanjaro. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, once we reached the summit, uh, a group of us, because we had signed so much meaning to this experience, we just broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, one after the other, there was, you know, eight or nine of us, you know, and the next thing you know, you know, all of us are crying on each other's shoulders. Uh, you know, so it was in that moment where I felt like, okay, you know, we, we, we feel like we're starting to unlock travel's potential and possibility. Uh, and, uh, you know, coming down from Kilimanjaro, you know, it was really clear that, uh, that the Transformational Travel Council needed to, to come to life. Hmm. So you chose to have the first of your international conferences here in the Logar Valley in Slovenia. I'm curious, when did Slovenia first come to your attention and what do you like about it? Yeah, you know, we, uh, we talk about this, this roomy quote, you know, what you're seeking is seeking you, you know, and uh, before the pandemic, we had uh, our previous gathering. It was literally weeks before the pandemic. And and so we've spent the last couple, uh, couple of years, uh, you know, sort of in our caves doing our work and, and, you know, on Zoom calls like, like all of us. And so when we started talking about reuniting the community and, and, and uh, uh, you know, coming together again and celebrating this opportunity to really reimagine travel. Uh, you know, we were, we were looking for a destination that we had shared values with, right. That was also forward looking, you know, and, and, and cared about, you know, the, the power of travel to change lives in their own communities. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, sort of synchronistically, you know, Slovenia started coming up in different conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, our, our partner, head of partnerships, Mona Luwicka, was happened to be traveling here and thinking about settling in here. And she says, Jake, this place is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it resonates with who we are and what we're about. And, and uh, I think we should bring transcend here. Uh, and then like all good things in life, you know, it just sort of happened on its own. You know, we, we, uh, we started talking with Slovenia Tours Board, who's a, a fantastic sponsor. We discovered this beautiful region in Hotel Plesnik. Uh, and, uh, and next thing we know, you know, we, we have Transcend 22 uh, here in, in Slovenia. Alex Trivar is a journalist, editor, consultant, and expert in tourism development. He has written about Slovenia for Lonely Planet, National Geographic, and the New York Times, among others, and was involved in the development of the Slovenia Green Cycling Route. He was also just named 2022 Ambassador of Slovenian Tourism. We caught up with him at the conference and had a great chat, more of which will appear in the next podcast episode. 
So I'm interested in your role as a responsible tourism consultant. Mm. When you're invited to consult, what's the process look like? What do you want to know from your clients? And what sort of suggestions are you likely to make? Um, it's funny that you say that because I was reading over the, the speech that I've got to give in here today. And what I realized is because I'm giving a speech to a lot of folks who think about this a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's not typically what I would do. Most of the times I'm going into a place, and this is patronizing in some ways, and it's also very American. And I try to distance myself from both of those as much as possible. <laughs> but I'm an American, and unfortunately, there's things that are hardwired. So I will be fighting against some of this stuff all my life. But especially in this region, and when I say this region, I don't mean so much Slovenia or even Croatia. It's usually Bosnia and Bosnia-Herzegovina and, and Serbia and Albania and Macedonia. And it's places that are phenomenally beautiful. They just haven't yet quite made the priority that they need to make of some of these issues. So I have to say, to some degree, I'm going in and speaking to folks who haven't given this as much thought. Sure. So it's a little bit easier from that perspective. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming in with any great solutions. I'm trying to come in and communicate what I think is correct, not just for what they're doing now, but for what they will be in the future. And that's a judgment call. And it's and sometimes I feel a little bit weird about making it, but they don't have to accept it. They can and I and I give them that. I try not to make anybody I would never use the word expert, mm -hmm. although maybe I have at times, but only because it's easier to communicate it. Consultant's even goofy. Mm -hmm. But bringing folks what it is that I see as uh, what is potential and what is out there and the way that they can start the process for moving into a certain sector of tourism is what I would relate. And then often what we will do is, especially if we're creating a route, which we've been doing more and more of recently, is there's always an education component. But again, I don't ever want it to be patronizing. Because the folks that we're talking to certainly know their region better than I definitely I will ever know it. But they also know a lot about tourism. Mm -hmm. they, they might just not know exactly how to look at kind of tourists that we're targeting, sure. which isn't just somebody who likes to cycle. We're trying to create a slight business engine to where it's somebody who likes to cycle, wants to be slowly, but maybe has a little bit of extra dough at the end of the day to also have a nice glass of wine. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that that's a concept that's beyond anybody, but it's like, how do we zero it in? So they're like, aha, okay, this could be my, or if they decide not to, that's also fine. So it's more about presenting the way I see it, not presenting it in the way that makes it seem like I'm some clever guy who's coming up with a solution, but a different angle and then working at it from there. And, you know, again, without sounding too kumbaya about this. I end up learning way more than they do because they already know this stuff. And the, the stuff that I'm bringing is more just a, a slight prism shift. Mm -hmm. The stuff that they're giving to me is like opening a world, mm -hmm. right? Molly Harris is a freelance travel journalist who divides her time between Atlanta, Georgia, and the Western Balkans. She's written for BBC Travel, Travel and Leisure, and Lonely Planet, among many other venues. I'm interested in what you like most about Slovenia, particularly within relation to sustainable tourism? I love the cycling capabilities here. It's so accessible. It's not intimidating at all for people that are nervous about riding on the road. And I think it's, um, you know, it's a compact country. It's a beautiful country. The scenery is incredible. And there's no better way to see that than by bike, in my opinion. It's, um, you know, it's faster than walking, so you can see so much more and experience so much more. Um, but it's slower than, you know, by train or car. And you really get to 
feel Slovenia and absorb the energy, the landscape, the people, the culture is just incredible. Is there a favorite spot you've been in Slovenia? I love Tlaško. Okay. Yes. And of course, Ljubljana is wonderful. Um, but I have so much more to explore. I can't wait to come back and hike and, and cycle more. Lane Nisset is a travel journalist based in Paris who has visited more than 50 countries on all seven continents. So, Lane, thanks so much for speaking with me. Um, very briefly, what's impressed you most about Slovenia in relation to sustainable tourism? I'm impressed by how it's been achieved across the board. I've seen it from hotels to restaurants, winemakers, uh, as well as the destinations themselves. Federico Gerame has served as the longtime editor of Lonely Planet Italy. So I'm interested in um, someone who's covered Slovenia as a neighboring country to Italy for so long, and you've seen the evolution of tourism here, and it's grown ever more sustainable, especially since 2015 when they introduced this green scheme for sustainable tourism. Could you talk a little bit about what tourism was like, say, 20 years ago, and how it shifted in a positive direction today? Well, I can tell you one thing, since we are here, not far from Italy, but really very close to Austria, that Slovenia over time, for me, as a reader, as a traveler, and after as a writer, has taken kind of the place that Austria once used to have. And when we thought about green, quiet, nice, amazing, then we first thought of Austria and then Slovenia. But over time, I don't want to make any you know rankings, but it kind of, in the heart of many people, then we, this Slovenia kind of took this place. Slovenia is one of those places that really teaches you how to be quiet at times, hmm. listen to yourself, listen to other people, or just maybe go with the flow and, and walk your way towards the borders and back to yourself. I like that. A place that teaches you the quiet time is nice. Thank you so much for spending a few moments with us. American Rachel Chang has two decades of experience as a travel writer with features in Rolling Stone, Condé Nast Traveler, The Washington Post, and more. So, Rachel, tell me what it is that interests you about Slovenia and also what you think your readers are interested in. Of course. There's just a feel about Slovenia that I can't put my finger on. The country has done such a wonderful job to just like positioning itself as a very green, very comfortable, very easy destination. But yet word is, hasn't quite spread in the U.S. as much as I hope it will. And everything here has just lived up to it. Every, the moment the plane landed, I just, there's a feeling here you can't deny. It feels like there's an authenticity to sustainability that I haven't seen elsewhere in the world. A lot of places, unfortunately, now are all about putting the labels on and not actually the behind the scenes isn't doesn't quite live up to it. But here it's like every little thing in the hotel rooms on the, the way that we got here and just every element really does live up to what it's supposed to be. Next time you plan a holiday, consider traveling not only responsibly, sustainably, but also transformationally. Where might you go that will change your life for the better? For me, Slovenia was the answer. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels, Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, 
YouTube, and TripAdvisor.